Hey, good news, everybody. Anonymous is back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, After years of doing nothing, they're back again to do absolutely nothing. What? That's the. I I walked into the fucking hoist hut and saw. I heard you listening to Anonymous. I was like, ah, great. (laughs) Yeah, somebody sent me that, and I was like, okay. What we're going to do this time is the same thing we did last time, which is absolutely nothing. We're going to repeat the sentiments placed out on the internet that all police are wrong and corrupt. However, we may possibly dox one or two people, but that will lead to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid, dude. I've had, you get anonymous. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a crap shoot. Well, hey, man. Welcome to... Part three of Waco, the final chapter on this week's episode of Death Metal. I'm going to do my goddamn this to keep the mood light. I just unloaded a whole hour hour of anti-police rhetoric (laughs) on Patreon. So if you want to hear that, five bucks a month, that'll get you in the door. That's uh, not to be a fucking capitalist. Our buddy Brian Webb. And uh, you may also notice we don't have any music in our intros anymore. We're not doing any YouTube content. (laughs) That's because our guy that does all that had a fucking liver transplant. Yeah. I can't think of a much gnarlier... Surgery than that, and thank you so much to everyone who's been doing it because I yeah. like, you know, the little I know it helps him out. Yeah, uh, he rocks. But yeah, our Patreon, the the new one, there's a second Patreon, and we post an episode of that every week. I think it might be a week behind. I'm just not sure because we did two at once. I don't fucking know. Anyway, point is we're working hard on it. We're do we are recording an episode every week at least. Yeah, well, and the good thing is is we got our uh, a long time listener Kevin George uh, who's gonna. Actually, going to edit some things for us because he's a good dude, and you know Brian. Can, Brian will, but it, I don't want him to. I want him. Oh to yeah, we're not. I'm sure. He, yeah, we're not. He, but, he's uh, off the hook for right now. Yeah, but uh, shout out to Kevin, man. He's gonna he's gonna oh, help us out from sweet. now on. Thanks. Out, so, well, yeah. thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, didn't really know about that, but hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I missed you about it last night. Yeah, we didn't. All right. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm with it. I, I just don't know how to do it. But you know, I'm good at this part of it, and that's what you're really here for. So hell yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Brian, he had a liver transplant, so that second Patreon, all that goes to him. Uh, you know, he, he's he been on disability for a long time. I don't know. Who cares? I'm not trying to put his business out there, but it does help. Just know that. You have done it. Very appreciated. And then also you do get a full episode every week. Yeah. And uh, this one was just me yelling about the cops, which is pretty much what we've done on this show for the last, oh, I don't know, six months or so. <laughs> yeah. It's been in the air. But, yeah, I mean, we just got, I just got a whiff of it. And it's something that I've always felt strongly against. And I feel like I probably have made some jokes on the wrong side of it. But, uh, hey, man, we can't get them back. Don't want to get them back. Yeah. It's just uh, I hope everyone understands what side we're on. Yeah, I no. think they do. I don't think there's a question. Well, I mean, anything we're, we're that we like, you know, if you can't tell when we're serious and when we're not, man, I, I don't know. You know, it's, yeah, don't really know what to tell you. I'm sure some yeah. people have drifted through. I've got some nasty messages where it's like, "Did you not listen to the next five minutes?" I know you didn't because you <laughs> you didn't yeah. catch on to that at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a disgusting situation that we're watching right now. It's just not a new one. 
Yeah. And it's just not going to get any better. So I don't know. I'll, I have honestly, after unloading it all on the Patreon thing, I don't feel like dwelling on it. I think that we've done enough in the podcast the last few months of uh, just highlighting the atrocities that the government pulls over and over again, especially in Waco. Waco is such a good one to look back on because look, we're dealing with. Did you fart? <laughs> oh my god! That yeah. was. I know when they sound like that. There's nothing good. <laughs> yeah, no, I sat down into it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I got me a gas mask on. <laughs> like just floating uh, right around my head. Great. Ooh. Oh <laughs> god, dude. Oh yeah. Stop, also, man. man, you're a terrorist. That, yeah, that's dude. what uh, police do. Also, yeah. what? Oh, also, I'm gonna shout out that dude that stole the police's horse. You see that video? Yeah, that rocks. <laughs> I did. You know what? So funny. Here's another problem with the internet is that uh, that video is so funny. And uh, so I saw someone be outraged on the other side of it, where yeah. they're like, "You're just gonna assume because there's a black guy on a horse that he stole from police. That guy is well known in Chicago. He's an equestrian. Guys, the video." He's riding it, and he's yelling, I stole this shit from police, man. It's a horse. It's real. And dude, as far as like all those other people are just laughing their yeah, ass off. Yeah, because it's so funny. That is funny, dude. Dude, people stole in Minneapolis. They broke into the mall, and they stole the train the kids ride on, and were driving it through the street. <laughs> <laughs> man, it makes you feel like you had a Bryce's. <laughs> yeah, I love fun. If you're going to oh, do it, man. make it fun. <laughs> Boy, that's tight. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't think we need to clarify anything. Obviously, we're on the side that the police aren't, all right? And we always have been, and we always will be. And honestly, I mean, you know, I never try to alienate people, but if that's not something you're into, because I know we've got some cop listeners, bye. I don't. I mean, what else can I say? You're just not welcome. If you're racist, you got to go. Uh, I don't think you're here anyway. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you, if you don't like, look, we're not a political show. Um, we don't try to espouse our beliefs on people. However, if you don't look at what's been going on in this country for you know like a hundred goddamn years, and say, ah, you know what, the government is not here for us. Yeah, they're here for for money. They're here for corporations. Anything that gets in the way of that, they'll trample. I mean, that's your that's your view, and I'm fine with you having that view. Uh, I'm fine with you listening to us if you have that view. But that's your life. I don't have a problem with you. But uh, if you're fucking offended that we don't like police, that we don't stand for abuse, intolerance, oppression, injustice of any kind, you got to go. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, it's... I mean, you know, it's whatever. I mean, you just fucking, I was like, I I think being you have similar beliefs and I have some different ones about some of it, but. Well, I hear it so much, dude. I mean, I get, people are nice to you when they message you. Yeah. People don't like me because I'm the stern one, I guess, or whatever. But they're they're always trying to come at me. And number one, good luck. You're not going to. Yeah, you can get got. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I do. But on top of that, uh when you're like trying to tell me I'm wrong about telling people not to vote, that, that some people are very like that's one I've been picked at for that a few times. Uh, I mean, a lot of times, but like three of the people that messaged me were like, like us a lot. I mean, I, it could have been four. I'm pretty sure it was just three. Like us a lot. But then there was other people that were like, you're a fucking moron. Sure. Not debating. 
I'm I'm just in my head, and what's coming to me comes out of the, on the microphone, and people listen to what I say. They don't listen to what you say. Yeah, there's probably a reason. No, and that's a shithead thing to say. I know it. I'm a good person. Well, I don't mean I'm not talking about <laughs> I'm not talking about you, no, but no, I'm not. No. I'm talking about the people that that try to come at me. Oh, yeah. But the people that are like legitimately like, hey, I want to educate you. You shouldn't tell people not to vote on your platform. Well, okay, but I, I, I have no faith in the government. I think they're out to get us. I think that we're just a. Uh, I think we're a hindrance to their money. Yeah, well. that's the way I feel about it. So I, I encourage people to look into ways out. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm a, I, I'm as anti-government as I think you could get. Yeah, and. Uh, we're about to cover what happens when you get find a way out, though. Then that's exactly it. That's <laughs> where know, I'm leading. You know, and th- there's so much that you can do to take on the government. And a very easy way that I found is to go to beerbong.com and get yourself accessories to just drown it all out. Yep. Because, you know, it takes a long time getting drunk off beer. If you're drinking it slow. It's going to take you a few hours if you've been drinking all your whole life, you know. To get enough delicious cold beers in your body to feel anything. Sure. Now, you'll feel a little bit loose and jolly as soon as you start cracking them because it feels good. Yeah. But to get drunk, you need a better way, yeah. a faster way. I don't like the way I feel when I drink hard liquor. I like the way I feel when I drink beer. So why can't I get drunk fast off beer? Because I didn't have the right tools. But now I have the right tools like the shotgun champ. Oh, man. You put a beer upside down on the table. You stick the shotgun champ into the ass of the beer. It punctures it better than you ever could with a key. gives you the perfect amount of flow control to where no matter how good you are at shotgunning beers, you'll have that thing gone in less than three seconds. Yeah. And that gives you – it doesn't fill you up near as much. I don't know why. It's, it's you can pound beers. Well, I think it's because it lets out all the like the carbonation. Right. Well, it doesn't let all of it out, but it lets a, a lot of it, of it and out. it just shoots it. Yeah, dude. And it feels good. You feel cool. Yeah. You look cool. And what else is more important in America than looking cool? If you want to go old school on the track, or maybe you only have bottles, get yourself a good old fashioned beer bong at beerbong.com. Boy, those goes go fast as fuck too. And man. you can put four beers in it. I think it's three. We put four. Oh, did we? Yes. Okay. You. Should, that's where you had a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Uh, and you did a whole bottle of rosé. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, here's what I'm saying is that you can really punish alcohol. Man, I'm telling – dude, I don't – there's got to be something. <laughs> Listen, if I can become a professional chugger. Yeah. And I have – like, there's got strong man competition. I think you're on the shit. way, dude. But the thing is, is, if they just had a competition where you were going to make some money yeah. by being the fastest chugger, I would definitely be in the top three in the world, I feel like. you In the world, I don't know. I, I think would, if you could dedicate some time to it, sure. Yeah, if somebody was sponsoring me. Because you can always get better. To give me money to get oh, to where I just drink all the time. Something like com. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, if you go there and they also have the the little uh, extreme party accessory, it's a shotgun keychain. Yeah, you can open a regular beer bottle with it. You can puncture the can perfectly with it. It's got a sharp tool on the bottom that grips the bottom of the can. They they know where the sweet spot is, yeah. and they engineer a tool scientifically to get to it and crack open the beer for you so you can shotgun it old school easily. And if you're like me and you ain't got no nails, man, you're trying to pop the tap, they got a tap on Yeah, they got the beverage Dude, leverage that you're I always used, looking for. I use it to hit a 12% four loco seltzer. Yeah, no good. I, no, I took it out. I know you did, and but that's t- no good. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> and that shit is so delicious. Really? That's pretty interesting. It's a seltzer? Yeah. yeah. 
So the it's sugars twelve. No, it's only got two grams for that one twenty. <laughs> oh God, dude. So yeah, two grams of carbs. Whoa, in it, but dude, it's twelve percent. I kind of want to go get one. Let's go. <laughs> we can pause it, dude. No, nah, I don't want to. Man, man I took man. that thing out and then fucking sat down and go, wow. I was yeah. fucking cramming, man. Yeah, I'm afraid the battery's going to die. <laughs> now it's down to one bar, but we're already here. And I can't yeah. let it go. So wherever we get to, there might be a sneak fucking part four. Who knows? I think this yeah. is good for an hour. We'll find out. Uh, also, I mean, dude, w- one thing – that I've I had a trouble with watching the uh, watching the news lately is when I see a group of people take barricades away from police and just overrun them to the point where the cops have to leave. Yeah, I come. Yeah, and I come right away. Yeah, and that can be a problem, especially mm. you got kids in the house, a dog in the house. You yeah. don't want the dog drinking your cum. Yeah. You're a good pet owner. No. You got to get rid of the cum, and that's always been a problem. I'm always coming in places where I'm not supposed to. Yeah. It's gross. It's greasy. It's sticky. It's goopy. And I've thought for years, like, why is cum so hard to clean up? You can't. If you do it in the shower, it pearls up, turns to be. It's hard to deal with. It's hard to get off yet. Yeah. Uh, if you do it on your couch, it, it's staining. No way around. You got to get the OxyClean or something to pull it out. Yeah. It, you can't just simply wipe it away with tissue. You get tissue all over the head of your dick. That's no uh, good. Oh, yeah. That's bad. Imagine if they made an implement where you could just grab something specifically made for the viscosity of your load to clean that shame away, toss it to the side. So durable that you could use it again a few days later. It wouldn't even smell. I don't know what the pause is about my brain. I had a a stroke, dude. Wow. I got like a head rush. I'm just sitting. You seeing spots? Yeah. Damn, that was crazy. Your hair looks wild right now. It's because I'm so jazzed on thecumrags.com. Yeah. I, I My brain can't function anymore because all I used to think about is how do I clean my cum up. Yeah. And I found out thecumrags.com. They'll get you a product, a cum rag. It's made for cum. Yeah, it just absorbs You can bust steam. on a partner, soak it right up. Yeah. If you know you're going to jack off, put it right next to you. Jack off into it. How many times have you like busted one on somebody and had to wipe it off with a shirt or a towel? And it's just like you just and I got to wear the shirt later. Well, it's like turtle waxing them. Yeah, like they're they, a fucking sports car. Yeah, you know? it's, it's like what the, the fuck? They get a coat. Yeah, and it's like then. Uh, yeah, you need something spe- specifically for that viscosity. Yeah, and our buddy has done it. Thecumrags.com. Yeah. Get on there. Buy your product. Promo code DMD twenty for both of them. Either one of them. You get on there. Get a percentage off. Come where you want to. Get drunk where you want to. Take your freedom back. Yeah. You can't do it in America unless you fuck with us. Yeah. And we'll get you the products that make your life easier. If you're the type of person that comes whenever police barricades are removed, like you don't even have to have anybody touch you. You just come. That's me. You could take that cum rag and make like a baby Huey diaper with it. Okay. And go out and public and start skeeting. Away, I might, right? dude. You know? I see cops getting beat up. I'll bust. <laughs> it feels good. Yeah, busting does feel good. Busting makes me feel good. Yeah. And I like this shit. Yeah, I love it. Cumrags.com. They just got it all, man. Yeah. Get on there. Get you something nice from the boys. Yeah. And we said the entire time we've done the podcast, no sponsors until it's meaningful. And yeah. we finally found two. Yeah. And they're meaningful. So if you like what we're doing... Look, we're not going to try to make everyone go to Patreon. Not everyone wants the extra episode. Not everyone wants to give us money. Fine. 
But everyone does want to get drunk faster. Everybody comes. Everybody comes. Yeah. If you know, if you haven't been jacking, you're gonna have a wet dream, dude. Tuck it into your panties. Yeah. Let it get soaked up. You don't want to mess the sheets up. Well, if you're the type of person who's not even jacking off, you're not cleaning your sheets. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I've been in some like you know when you're like 14, you go stay the night at your friend's house. Yeah. And they just came on their bed. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. They're like, no, it's cool. You can sleep in the bed. Like, man, I got a fucked up back. I'm sleeping <laughs> yeah, on the floor. Yeah. I sleep in your nasty cum bed. Uh-uh, you cummed in it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So that that's our sponsors. Go fuck with them. It's for you. It's not for us. It's for you. Uh, you you get the you put the promo code in there so we both can fucking benefit. But we're selling you good shit. No bullshit. Yeah. No mattress. Not even Blue Chew could fucking get my interest perked. I smarted off to the guy. Shouldn't have. Regret yeah. it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Regret it now. Yeah. But I I'll, I won't look a gift horse in the mouth anymore. These no. are a couple that you need to get behind. Okay. All right. Thank you. On to Waco Part Three because this is probably going to be a long one and the battery's probably going to fucking die. Let's pause it. You just go get some batteries. But if I pause it and take the batteries out, I don't know how to get back to the spot. You see. Now maybe you can send it to Kevin George and he can sort it out. No, oh, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I know you can splice them. I just don't know how. Oh, uh, okay. Um, we're probably fine. Uh, so ATF agents, and this is we're t- you know this is after we went through last week of the original firefight between the ATF and the Branch Davidians. David got shot. Several people in the compound got shot. Several ATF agents got shot. Eight to be exact. ATF agents established contact with Koresh and the others inside the compound after they withdrew. In other words, because of the firefight, they got driven back from the compound, got off the property, got a way to get into the phone lines, established contact with David Koresh. You got to stop yawning, dude. Sorry, man. You don't have to talk. And I do, and you yawn. Yeah. And then you're fucking up my sentences. Addiction. And it's hard to put... Addiction? <laughs> to what? Yawning? Yeah, you like to huff my yawns in. <laughs> yeah. Yawn that yawn shit's kooky, dude. Yeah. It's like all the fucking freedom huffers out there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you go out in the streets and you loot and you protest, you'll do what? You'll do fucking a nothing. You'll get beat up. That's what you'll do. Yeah. God damn it. Now, that's the one thing. If I... If there's someone that's like, I'll show them what's up, I would love. <laughs> I would love it. Yep. yep. Do it. I don't know. And also, like, there's just something. You'll do fucking nothing. There's just something about. It's a lot like yawns. You know, somebody will yawn, and then you'll yawn. You hear broken glass, you're breaking glass. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other end, these fucking boot-looking dorks, man. Why yeah. do you like the government? Or said was telling me, you're fighting with a guy who's, like, been fucked over by the government. True. You know what's funny about that guy that he doesn't talk about is he was a cop. And got fired. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, because that's the type of... And they're still like, pro-police, dude, for what? Because <laughs> you can't get over it. Yeah. Because you suck. Yeah. And you can't wake up and look in the mirror and go, I am a wreck. My life is shit. I've ruined it all. Time to clean it up. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Nope. Time to double down. Yeah. Keep doing the things I've been doing. Wisconsin doubler. God. Just the general... Flavor of humanity sicks me out. <laughs> but yeah, dude, licking the boot right now is crazy. Yeah. What part do you like? 
And especially after we get through Waco Part 3. If, look, let me challenge you this. If you're one of those people who have been listening and you're on the fence about the things we say about government and like, oh, man, I love metal, but I also love the cops. I like you guys. You're funny, but I just – you don't align. That's fine. I'm not telling you not to listen because of that, but, you know, give me a chance with this Waco shit. You got to hear it. These are facts. There's no exaggeration, no spin on it. And after this, if you still feel the same way, I want to know why. Tell me why. I'm, I'm, my ears are open. Because sure. what does the government do for you? What, like when people are, are all America, what have they done for you? I want to know. Because I don't know anyone who can answer that. Given you opportunity. Did they? Did they? Did the government, did America give you opportunity? I've never heard of that. I've heard people say it. Well, you got so much opportunity. Do you? <laughs> Do you? I don't know. More than other places? I mean, shit. You see uh, where uh, Alex Jones took his armored vehicle in the middle of Austin and everybody He had to bail. Yeah, that's so up. funny. Why are you attacking this vehicle? Dude, <laughs> why are you driving an MRAP? <laughs> that's what's crazy. That guy has that much money. Oh, dude. <laughs> that's you didn't know? It's, no, I know, but I mean, yeah. like. That's a lot of goddamn money, man. Yeah, man. Well, you got divorced and you still got that. There's a money? lot of bit. There's a big business and uh, telling truth to power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a donk! But it's just so, like he just doesn't get it, you know. Which it is kind of sad because he does. He is on your side. <laughs> That's the worst part of it, dude. He's like, he's like, I'm on your side. It's true. Yeah, but you also are a, so much of a doink. <laughs> you can't. No one cares. You think he's autistic? He's got to be, man. There's the, he definitely ain't connected the pain to, to the, the brain. brain. There's something fucked up because something's going on, man. <laughs> he doesn't get it. Why don't you like me? Dude. When he goes on a tangent, man, <laughs> and he's like just rolling through it, and he's like, just play yeah. and you're like, fuck, Flowing, man. dude, free form. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I'm doing right now, too. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying the government's bad. Here's why. So once, once the ATF established contact with an injured Koresh, and they've pulled out because they've been injured, the FBI comes in and takes command because now they're allowed to. Federal agents have been killed. Jeff Jamar, who was head of the Bureau of San Antonio Field Office, becomes in charge of the siege. He's titled the site commander. The FBI hostage rescue team, or HRT, we know those letters from Ruby Ridge. This is headed by Commander Richard Rogers, who was the guy that totally fucked Ruby Ridge. Yeah. He's the guy that got the family killed. He yeah. got them killed. He issued the order for no reason, unbased, unprovoked. He killed them. Fired it up. Women, children, killed them. Yeah. Never had to pay for it. It's going to do worse here yeah this is the government this is your government this is who if you lick the boot you have faith in it's not just him it's all of them there's no good ones yeah because they're not stopping it and right here in this story someone tries they tried in ruby ridge too did they quit Ow. <laughs> it's, it's insane. That's going to hurt everybody's ears. Yeah. Good. 
Sometimes you got to be hurt. You got to fuck crack an egg to make an omelet. I've been saying that all week. That's fun, right? Yeah. Got to crack an egg to make an omelet. Especially if it's your fucking, <laughs> what is the hell is that thing in your ear? Drum? Yeah, you just bust it. Good. <laughs> yeah, bust the drum to make an omelet. Beat the drums. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in, in Ruby Ridge, and we did this when we did Ruby Ridge, Rogers often overrode the site commander. Same fucking tactic in Waco. He just rolls right over him because he's a higher-ranking federal official. Sure, you're from the San Antonio office. Great. Great. Awesome. I'm from Washington, D.C. You can suck my ass. Uh, <laughs> <Answer>. <laughs> Texas, huh? Cool. Listen, here's what we're going to do. Uh, he does the same thing at Waco. He mobilized both the blue and gold HRT tactical teams to the same site, which ultimately created more pressure to resolve the situation tactically because that was the entire FBI HRT. So if something else happened, they didn't have them at their disposal. So imagine if you're a terrorist, a legitimate terrorist, not David Koresh, and you decide to take over a building, they, there would have been the people who would come to get the hostages out, they'd be gone. Yeah. You're free, you're, you're loose, bro. Yeah. You're just getting- would have been a good time to strike. Uh, the first Davidians that had a telephone call the when once they got uh this is okay so i'm saying this dumbly eventually they would cut the telephone lines off as soon as the you know the first people the first person they called from inside the house was the town sheriff remember last episode they were under fire they're telling the sheriff they're not firing call the feds tell them to stop next telephone call they made was the local news media and David Koresh immediately try, began trying to give phone interviews to everyone. Nationally, everyone, anyone that is in the media, that's a dream interview. You do yeah. want to hear from him. So his words are already getting out. So instantly, because they, they, the FBI can't have this guy telling the world, we're literally under attack. We haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. They're shooting at us. You can't have that out there because they'll flock down. They'll film it. You'll be on camera, which they were breaking the law, which they did. They cut off Davidian communication to the outside world. So now for the next 51 days, that doesn't sound like a long time now. If you think about the lockdown we've been going through, but this is real lockdown. Yeah. You don't have amenities. And you're getting shot at. You're not going anywhere. If you go anywhere, you're getting shot at. You can't, You literally can't leave or you die. The next 51 days, communication with those inside was by a telephone. They had a team of 25 different FBI negotiators. The final Justice Department report found that negotiators criticized the tactical commanders for undercutting negotiations. Then that makes total sense. They're trying to work on it. If they make a deal, you go back on it, they don't have faith anymore. Now, when David Koresh tells the people inside, hey, I'm going to make all your wife's gas, he's going to do it. Well, what's so crazy is he told him he was going to do it because and he, he was going to take on the burden yeah. of human sin. Yeah. And fuck, that is the craziest and kind of cool thing that you can do in a cult. My name's David Koresh, <laughs> I'm and I'm about to fuck your wife. <laughs> oh, man. Long dick style. Yeah, boy, howdy. <laughs> uh, Did I already do that bit last week? Probably. I don't know, maybe. I'm about to fuck your wife. 
God, I just want to—I just want to see him fuck with the BC Rich. I mean, he is fucking so much. He's got to be good at it. Yeah, yeah. He probably yeah. puts on Layla. You, you know, know what I mean? When he comes, he just like hits a dive Lee. bomb. Fucking I love a dive bomb, dude. Yeah, dude. That's how you signal the hell. That, out, man. Dude, I'm, guys, if you haven't listened to Drown, is it Drown? Oh, uh, yeah, by Drain. Drain. Yeah. God damn it. If you haven't listened to Drain, they put dive bombs in at the right time. Yeah. They, they're, they're, they're number one with dive bombs and also, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Champions. Yeah. They've taken that to the next level. Man, you letting the dogs <laughs> the fuck out. Too, you break. Man. That's bri- that's breaking stuff music right there. Yeah. That's great riot music. That new drain. You could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Dead present drain. Yeah. That's a lethal combo. Yeah. I mean, I, that's the whole. Th- I was listening to Dead Prez, you know, twenty years ago. Yeah. Just mad. Yeah. Mad. Yeah. Mad at the way government treats black people. I fired it up yesterday, and I was like, "I better turn this off." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That one caught that one song with Crazy Bone about just killing cops. Yeah, Woo. yeah. God, <sighs> somebody should just turn all those songs into fucking hardcore songs. Yeah, Train, the kind Drain of should just do that. Oh, uh, with the dive bombs. <laughs> yeah, the, dude, oh. that'd be so crazy. Oh. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I don't, you can't say the N-word, but yeah, you know, I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to make some changes. You got a new singer. Get the guy from Jesus Peace to do it. Yeah, get Jesus Peace to do it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why we didn't just come to yeah, that conclusion. That's, start with. that's our too. systematic yeah. racism right there, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a hard band. Uh, <laughs> 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 Fine. See, something funny came out of this whole thing. Great. In the first few days, the FBI believed that they had made a breakthrough when they negotiated with Koresh, making an agreement that the branch would peacefully leave the compound in return for a message recorded by Koresh being broadcast on national radio. The broadcast was made, but Koresh then told negotiators that God told them to remain in the building and wait. Despite all this, Soon after, negotiators managed to facilitate the release of 19 children ranging from ages 5 months to 12 years old without their parents by trading milk because the babies needed milk. And the whole thing is that David just wanted to keep his physical kids in the house. Hell yeah. And he gave everyone else the option. The other parents wanted to send their kids out. He wanted his kids to have milk. Good trade. Yeah. And that's a sad fact, you know, that does point to most of the people in the house knew what they were in for. It's a hopeless situation. You don't want your children to die. You don't want your children to get hurt. So, I mean, I can't imagine as a parent being willing to not have your child by your side. But you know what you're about to go through. Yeah. And it's not fair for the children. Uh, And also... I think a big problem that David had, even though the, the accounts will say that he says God told him the way he did say that, but he they were mocking him. They played his message, but you know you would have like Tom Brokaw talking over it, being like, "Well, the recordings of this madman." Yeah, you wouldn't feel good about that. No, you should have just placated to him, placated, placated, placated. placated. Yeah. You should have placated to him. Shut the fuck up, right? Is it crazy? Yeah, yeah. I think we get it. 
Are you really worried that Koresh is going to convert more people? Do you think people wanted to go into that house? No. So, shut the fuck up, right? Yeah. Stop digging for ratings. The media and the police, they're the same thing. Yeah. They work together. That was the whole point. Not the whole point. The big point in the last episode. The media and the police work together. They make you believe the way they want you to believe. So they're going to poison your thoughts. Was David Koresh a good guy? Probably not. We've already been through this. But just a reminder, he still sucks. Yeah. But not near as bad as he got painted to. And he had to get painted more extreme because that's how you justify it. But they couldn't just play what he wanted them to and shut up. Yeah. No. Why? Because, <laughs> and trust me, nothing he was saying made sense. Yeah. But they're worried it does. Sure. But in all that incoherent, and it's not incoherent, it's just biblical shit. Yeah. And all that, you never heard anything about drugs, weapons, pedophilia, an agenda to take on the government, anything violent. They can't have it. Can't be like that. Mm-hmm. He's got to be made into a madman. He's got to be sure. made into a doomsday cult. Well, you have to, you have to make a terrorist out of him. You have to. That's the only way you can use. use you know, and when you're use. on camera, burning him, this whole fucking compound with women and children down. Yeah. You can't have him just talking and sounding regular. No. Can't have it. So you got Tom Brokaw talking over it. You got Brian Koppel or Ted Koppel talking over it. And the raving lunatic, David Koresh. You know who was pro-Koresh? Who? Rush Limbaugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. (laughs) Welcome to EIB, Excellence in Broadcasting, Voice on Loan from God. Mm-mm-mm. Fine Christian young man here in Waco, Texas, being suppressed by the powers that be. You let big government and bureaucracies get out of control, and this is what you get. Snurdly. They're coming for him, and they'll come for us, too. Man, I'm just thinking about him having the the constipated pill shits. Oh, yeah. Those are the He's worst. That big time, fat dude. fuck sweating on a toilet. Oh. He doesn't even need a thecumrags.com, because he doesn't uh, come, I don't think. He uh, does. He gets fired. Right? Yeah. Anyway... Look, man, broken clock's right twice a day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and that you know, here's another thing that drives me crazy, which is a great point to make during this, is the people who suck the government's dick are supposed to be the same people that refuse to be trampled on by tyranny. Yeah. So the fucking don't tread on me crowd are the pro-police crowd. Friends. Yeah. What? 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 What happened in your brain where you're literally taking the opposite sides and going, that's me. Fuck you. Yeah. What's wrong with you? I don't know, man. Do you think... And all the rhetoric that they put into it, and they're like, that's what the founding fathers, dude... The Founding Fathers had slaves, okay? Yeah. (laughs) But still, still, still had British troops put their knee on one of their slaves' necks, they would open fire. Maybe. Who cares? The Founding Fathers were gay. How's that sound? Yeah. Bunch of queers. Yep. 
They all sucked each other off. They put wigs on. They butt fucked. They didn't wash. They Those. sat around jacking each other off. I guarantee several of them mouthed Those. stinky Ben Franklin, stinky penis, and that's who wrote the Constitution. Ew. Gay people rock, but they have good hygiene. You get it? Yeah. The government is the boot stepping on you. You don't lick that one. No. Right? That's not the one for licking. That's the one for kicking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. That's the tyranny, you fucking dunce. Yeah. And this is where the argument of right-wing people are racist gains traction. Because it's not everybody, but when you're in the fucking... What's the name of that goddamn flag? It's a German word. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Fuck, dude. I'm so dumb when I'm in the moment. The German flag? The Gadsden flag. Okay. That's the snake. Yeah. The Gadsden, I think. Fuck, I can't think. Don't make fun of me if I'm wrong on this, but the snake flag, right? The snakey boy. When you're the don't tread on me person, but then you go... No, the cops are right on this one. What are they right about? What are they right about? Because they're taking freedom. They're killing people for the government. Yep. So the only thing they're right about is killing black people. Sure. Admit it or not, fella, that's your line of thought. If you don't think it is, again, let's get through this Waco thing because, hey... They do it to white people, too. Yeah. And this is the kind you don't like. Well, black people were owners. Why they get the shit into the stick is because, they, A, they were slaves, but they were also recognized in federal court as three-fifths human beings. Yeah. And they Americans weren't even they weren't even considered human beings. Yeah. So they always use the people they think are the least likely as, as part of the experience, see what they can get away with. That's before called they come bullying. To you, you and that's know? what they're doing. And you're next, motherfucker. Yeah. But anyway, agreeing with this. Woo. And this is the one where white people are like, fuck the government. Guys, it's the same. Yeah. You have to realize that you're racist. Yeah. It's and I'm not shit. the guy. I'm not the voice for this. I say dumb shit. I really, would it be so fucking funny if it all popped off because you with some shit you said on here? <laughs> Good. It <laughs> would be fucking crazy, man. But the, I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not the right, like, I'm not black. Yeah. Some of my best friends are. Yeah. It's their voice for this. Yeah. But all I can tell you, to them and to me, if you're pro-cop, but you're also anti-big government, last time I'm going to say it, you're racist. Yeah. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm not a, what they would call a social justice warrior, right? Yeah. But it, you got to look at the facts, brother. Yeah. You're being a, a fucking idiot. <laughs> You're being real dumb. And I'll help you. Yeah. We, you can talk to me about it. Yeah. We, but the, the math is all bad. Yeah. You probably should talk to Buddy because I will dunk on you. Yeah, it depends, man. <laughs> I'll dunk on a motherfucker, too, if they're an asshole. Um, yeah. So, but, but we, and then again, the tyranny right here. Listen to this shit. You know, what, the kids come out for the milk, right? 19 of them. David wants to keep his kids inside. The kids that came out, great. They're from five months old to 12 months old, but their parents are inside. 
there's still 98 people in the building. I think a lot of times people don't understand the numbers that were inside of the compound. 98! 98 people. There was over 100 to start with. The children, when they come out, for hours. Interrogation. You know how that goes. They grill people. They're interviewed by FBI and Texas Rangers both. Allegedly, the children have been physically and sexually abused long before the con, long before the standoff, long before the ATF came. And they use that, the FBI, more specifically, use that quote-unquote evidence to get Bill Clinton, which is hilarious. Hey, Bill, they're in their fucking kids. Oh, can I come in too? <laughs> I'm tired of getting on a plane and flying around the globe if they need somebody to come in there and have sex with children. <laughs> Depending on what your definition of is, is, I is. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> he fucks kids, all right? That's what I'm saying. And Attorney General, Attorney General Janet Reno, that's what they told them. They told them that they were abusing the children. However, however, going back, when it all came out, that's not what the kids said. Yeah. They didn't say it at all. They loved it. They loved all the people there. They loved how intertwined the families were. They loved the commune lifestyle. They loved all the other kids around. Who they, they, Most of them got to stay together, right? Sure. Unless you were David's kid. It's just a prime example of how they have to make you look like a terrorist. The, the, the thing, okay, so, I mean, we, we all, everybody knows how this ends. But the, the tear gas thing is an issue right now because in the Geneva Convention, you cannot do that to peaceful protesters. You have to make them a terrorist. It, it's a crime of war. Yeah. And the, so, the same people doing it right now, I mean, Donald Trump is over the years when he was trying to, you know, make political points for no reason. Shit, shit, shit on other countries for doing the same thing. Yeah. And he said the other day, oh, we support peaceful protesters. And then now, Do you? Then he's like, oh, you need to be more violent with the crowds. They're terrorists. Yeah. Because they're Antifa. Come on, guys. So that means that they get to use tear gas. So they get to be in violation of the Geneva Convention if they can justify it. Well, we couldn't do that to France. Fuck. I mean, the the point is is that we wouldn't be allowed to do that to another country. Yeah. And if another country does it, we will go to war with them. But we'll just do it here. Yeah. Okay. We'll tear gas you. I mean, it's a fucking... There's no way to describe it. It's as bad as it can get. How crazy would it be if another country does like we do them? It was like, well, you're treating your people like shit, so we're coming over there. Can, if it was someone cool, come on. God, man. Why can't we get invaded by Norway? Well, have they got a hard military? No. I mean, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I get yeah, it, yeah, but yeah. the way their government works is so is far. I mean, the Danish government... I mean, they, yeah, let's have it, please. Yeah, just do that. And Bernie's pretty close. Yeah, you fucking idiots! God damn it, man! And all the things that Bernie's for, all the problems we've had the last four months. The only person, the only person, well, Andrew Yang too. <laughs> They're the only people with any answers. Yeah. Any answers, and you don't want them. Yeah, they just don't have the interest. They don't get the. You don't want them. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, 
Well, because they're not making the decisions. It's the that's because voting doesn't matter. Yeah, it's the rich fucking assholes that make all the rules that don't have to follow their own rules. There's no voting. Yeah, you think you're telling me you expect me to believe that Joe Biden beat Bernie? You want me to believe that? That's crazy. How many people have you ever met that are on Team Biden? Because well, I'm, the, I've only met one, but he's like sixty. I've never fucking met one, <laughs> yeah. even that yeah. age. Yeah. No one. My grandpa hates him, and he's like a lifer Democrat. Guys, we're f- getting fucked on every street corner, every angle. They're fucking us, and if you believe in them, when do we decide you're part of the problem? And when do you handle it? When? That's a, that's the thing. I don't know, man. Fuck. Because look here. Well, I mean, we're back in the fucking 90s here. Again, more corruption. During the siege, the FBI sent a video camera to the branch. In the videotape made by Koresh's followers, Koresh introduced his children and his wives to the FBI negotiators, including several minors who claimed to have babies fathered by Koresh. Koresh had fathered around 14 other children who stayed with him on the compound. Now that is going to get twisted around, Dave. You shouldn't have done it. Mm. And also, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Because, again, it's gross. You're bad. 14 kids. But, you know, a lot with adults. But he's busted in everybody. Yeah. Yeah. He's a dog. He's a bad person. It, and that's where I hate this case because I don't want to celebrate David Koresh. But what he was doing in Texas is not a crime. Should it be? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it, you wouldn't have ever come to this point if you had done your government the right way. But woohoo! Pow, pew, pow. Y'all want to marry a 14-year-old if your memo says yeah? Well, then pow, pew, pow. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. That's Texas, dude. Yep. You're fucking dumb. But, yeah. So you made the law. He abided by it. And because he did, that gave you the fodder to blow them all away. Several Blanche Davidians made statements in the video that got sent back to the FBI. On day nine of the standoff, Monday, March 8, the branch sent out the videotape to the FBI to show mainly that there was no hostages, but in fact that everyone was staying inside on their own free will. On this video was a message from Koresh. The negotiator's log showed that when the tape was reviewed, there was concern that the tapes released to the media would gain sympathy for Koresh and the branch. Videos also showed the 23 children still inside the compound. And the child care professionals on the outside prepared to take care of those children as well as the 19 previously released. As the siege continued, Koresh negotiated time and time again. Especially the fact that he wanted to write religious documents and this became his focus he said he needed to complete them before he surrendered the conversations he had with the negotiators they were dense with bible imagery and that alienated the federal negotiators who had to sit there and listen to them and they became to treat the situation as a hostage crisis mostly among themselves the negotiations teams were calling his diatribes Bible babble. 
you don't want to sit there and listen to him talk about the revelation for four hours. But if you don't, you shouldn't be doing that goddamn job. Because that's the point, is to sit there and listen to him and let him go nuts. Ooh, I couldn't do that job. No. So you wouldn't. Yeah, no. But no. they get frustrated and everyone loses. You're in the wrong profession, dumb shit. As the siege wore on, two factions developed within the FBI. One, believing that negotiated was the answer. And they had a line. They He was talking to them. They were able to make deals. The other was convinced the only way to make it happen was force. Increasingly aggressive techniques were used to try to force the branch out. For instance, a very controversial technique is that they started playing all-night broadcasts of recordings of the all-overlaid jet planes, pop music, chanting, the screams of rabbits being slaughtered. I mean, literal psychological warfare. Again, illegal. Yeah. That's against the law. You can't do that. It's not allowed on American soil. Yep. It's not allowed in, uh, fuck, the place in Cuba where they keep the terrorists. Why am I like this? Guantanamo Bay. It's not allowed in Guantanamo Bay. It's illegal. They do it. You know what they used to play to a, a lot of the terrorists while they're getting water tortured? What? They would play Fuck Your God by Deicide loud as fuck while they're torturing them. Yeah, because it rocks. Yeah, that's a good song. Dude. That's what they were doing. They're like, all right. Someone in there just liked it. Yeah. Like, if I'm torturing, put me in the right mood, at least, please. But, yeah, I mean, they're doing full-blown psychological warfare to American citizens. Does the guy suck? Yeah, but you can't do this. And look where it leads. It doesn't solve it. It doesn't. It makes it worse. Outside the compound, nine Bradley fighting vehicles carrying M651 tear gas grenades and ferret rounds. And five M seven two eight combat engineer vehicles obtained for the U.S. Army began patrolling. The armored vehicles were used to destroy perimeter fencing and outbuildings, and crush cars belonging to the Davidians. Armored vehicles repeatedly drove over the grave of branch member Peter Gent, despite protests by the branch and the negotiators. Two of the three water storage tanks on the roof of the main building had been damaged during the initial ATF raid. And you think that wasn't intentional. That's smart policing right there. Eventually, the FBI cut all power and water to the compound, forcing those inside to survive on rainwater and stockpiled military MRE rations. Criticism was later leveled by Schneider's attorney, Jack Zimmerman, at this tactic using the psychological warfare, no other way to put it, sleep and peace-derupting sound against the branch. The point the lawyer made was this. They were trying to have sleep disturbance, and they were trying to take someone that they viewed as unstable to start with, and they were trying to drive him crazy. Then they got mad because he would do things that they thought were irrational. Well, yeah. He drove Uh, him more crazy. He drove everyone in the house crazy. (sighs) Despite the increasing aggressive attacks, Koresh ordered a group of followers to leave. Eleven people were left and were arrested, arrested as material witnesses. One person was charged with conspiracy to murder. 
the children's willingness to stay with Koresh disturbed the negotiators who were unprepared to work around the Branch Davidian's religious zeal. However, as the siege went on, the children were aware that an earlier group of children who had left with some women were immediately separated and the women were arrested. So, where they tried to get their child care team to go out with the kids and stay with them, the FBI wouldn't allow it like they had said they would. Took the women away. They, they sent the, the video back to the branch to prove that everyone was okay. They saw that the women weren't there. They found out that they got arrested and they, the, the trust is gone. During the siege, a number of scholars who study apocalyptism. Oh, man. That's a big word. In religious groups attempted to persuade the FBI that the siege tactics being used against agents would only reinforce the impression that within the branch, they were part of a biblical end of times confrontation that had cosmic significance. This would likely increase the chances of a deadly and violent outcome. The religious scholars pointed out that the beliefs of the group may have appeared to seem extreme, but to the branch, their religious beliefs were deeply meaningful and they were willing to die for them. That is true. Yeah. And that's good advice. Yeah, just fucking stop. From some other kooks. Leave them alone. If you leave, David's wrong. Right? Yeah. He's wrong. That's the end of it. And they're out. If you stay, that's what he said was going to happen. How wild would it be if they just left and then they were like, they disappeared. He took them up. (laughs) (laughs) He just worked the office way. God took up his chosen people. It wasn't us. Yeah. I don't know where they went, brother. (laughs) I would be here in this. It hell. was a rapture. <laughs> they were the only ones that were right. <laughs> Fuck that! That would have rocked. That but then they're all hanging out. Like the ultimate gotcha. bamboozle. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Mind freak. <laughs> Koresh's discussions with the negotiating team became increasingly difficult. Well, yeah, he can't sleep. He's injured. They're blasting fucking annoying shit at him, starving him, no power. He proclaimed that he was the second coming of Christ. And again, this is important. Because that didn't happen until after this shit started. And he doubled down, tripled down, decided that this was him. But he's gone fucking bananas by this point. He was Ninos, now he's Naners. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's turned. Turned. He was green banana, and then he was a yellow banana. Then he was a brown banana, which is actually the sweetest, best kind. Now he's all moldy. He's on the counter. If you pick him up, he's going to goop everywhere. Yeah. That's the worst one. You forget about it for too long. Yep. You touch it and just squirts out. I hate it. Fuck that type of banana, dude. That's the worst kind of banana. That's what he is now. And you did it. You let him in there and he fucking rotted away. He proclaimed that he was the second coming of Christ and he had been commanded by his father in heaven to remain in the compound, which at this point he probably did hear that. He's cooped. He's bonked. He's a feeb. Oh, yeah. He's been shiprocked. Feeble-minded fuck. <laughs> One week prior to the April 19th assault, FBI planners considered sending snipers to kill just Koresh and, and only the other branch members that would stand in his way. The FBI voiced concern that the branch might commit mass suicide because that happened in the 1978 Jonestown Massacre. Koresh repeatedly denied any plans for mass suicide when confronted by negotiators during the standoff. Uh, 
And people that had left the compound confirmed to the FBI that they had not seen any such preparation. Newly appointed U.S. Attorney General Janet Reno approved recommendations by the FBI HRT to mount an assault because she was told that conditions were deteriorating and the children that were inside the compound were being abused and they had proof. Reno made the FBI's case to Bill Clinton, who again... Who is he <laughs> to fucking be on the side of children? Yeah. He just wanted to see their tits, pussies, whatever he could get a hold of, because that's who he is. A pedophile. A rapist. Yep. People forget. They want to point at Trump. They're the same. They are hanging out. They're best friends. They roll around with Epstein, and they fucked kids. And they still do it. <sighs> you think it stopped? You think he got scared out of it? People don't stop. People don't change. Recalling the April 19th, 1985 instance in Arkansas, which we got to cover this sometime because it's wild. The covenant, the sword, and the arm of the Lord. It was a siege that happened right here. President Clinton suggested similar tactics against the branch. Reno countered that the HRT was tired of eating. They didn't want to be out there anymore. In other words, they didn't want to be eating rations. They didn't want to be in the field. The standoff was costing a million dollars per week. The branch could hold out longer than they thought they could. And the chances of child sex abuse and mass murder were imminent. Clinton later recounted, finally, I told her if she thought that was the right thing to do, she'd just go on ahead and do it. Over the next several months, Janet Reno's reason for approving the final gas attack varied from her initial claim that the HRT told her that Koresh was raping and beating children to her claim that the unorganized... Mal- uh, uh, splatter. Don't fart like that. That was so wet. Yeah. I know what your butthole's like right now. Yeah, wet, not- clammy. Oh, it's really not. It's numb. clammy. Yeah. Disgusting. Sweat. You disgust me. It's not from shit. You're though. so gross, and I hate you. It's like that goopy banana. I heard it. It was so squished. Janet Reno's reason, again, she was first trying to say that Koresh was raping and beating children, which actually, that's what Bill Clinton was doing, to her claim that the unorganized militia of the U.S. was on their way to support the Davidians and attack the HRT. Guys, really? Is that really what you're doing? You think the unarmed militia, the same people that right now are protecting you, that are standing on your capital steps with guns, you're allowing it? Those people were going to take up arms against the cops. Really? Mm. You think so? You think so? Because from what I see, those type of dorks that have all the tactical gear, the Oakleys, the fucking hanging gun lanyards, the bulletproof vest, wearing everything the wrong way. I don't know the right way, but I know... Every time I see a picture of them, I see military guys roasting them for how ridiculous they look. Yeah. Those guys. You, that's what you're worried about. Is that true? Is that true, Janet? Is it true? Because I don't think so. I think you're full of shit. I think you love those people, and you want them on your side. I think you wanted whatever excuse you could get. The assault, of course, ended up taking place on a historic day, April 19th, 1993, because the branch was heavily armed, the HRT arms included 50 caliber rifles. How heavily armed are we talking here, folks? The, the anti-aircraft guns? 
Did he have a plane? Was God going to send down his heavenly plane? That would be tight. Did you have to open fire on angels? Angels in the outfield? Angels in airways? Angels in airways that you should have. Yeah. You should have stopped them. Yeah. Uh, What was the show with Delta Burke and Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman about angels? Touched by an angel? Touched by an angel. Got to get that. What are you going to do with a 50 caliber? (laughs) What what are we doing here? Yeah. Who are we firing at? Yeah. What do we need 50 calibers for? God's almighty fire sword? Jesus Christ himself? What are we doing? Yeah. Who do you need the 50 calibers for? Crazy. (laughs) I mean... Sure, they're heavily armed, but this bullet vaporizes a human being. I mean, vaporizes. Right? It's not simply an armor-piercing bullet. You can do that with an AR-15. Sure. I think. What? I'm not I'm not military smart, but I'm pretty sure that they that most guns have the government has access to armor-piercing casings. Yeah. So why do you need a 50 caliber gun? That's just one thing. Armored cars, with the armored cars, they blew up the walls to weaken the walls and then drove the armored car through the wall so they could continuously pump CS gas. And the idea of that was to force the divisions out without harming them. Number one, that harms them, you fucking ding-dings. Sure. Of course it does. Tear gas harms you know it does. Yeah. You know it does. What well, has capabilities to, to explode and start a fire? Well, <laughs> well, funny you should say that. Uh, the stated plan called for increasing amounts of gas to be pumped in over two days to increase pressure. Two days of pumping a place with babies, babies, right? Infants, toddlers, children of all types, pumping it full of tear gas. Officially... No armed assault was to be made. Loudspeakers were to be used to tell the branch that there would be no armed assault and ask them to not fire on the vehicles. According to the FBI, the HRT had been permitted to return any incoming fire, but no shots were fired on April 19th. None, none, none. This is important, too, because they weren't fighting back. The FBI. The FBI wasn't. Okay. Exactly. All right. The FBI wasn't fighting back. Allegedly. Not with guns. They didn't need them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When branch members opened fire, the FBI HRT's response was to only increase the gas being used. So they did. Here's how they did it. Again, this is the FBI not returning incoming fire. The HRT delivered 40 millimeter CS Grandfire from two M79 grenade launchers. Very early in the morning, the HRT fired two military M651 rounds at the branch. Around mid-morning, the HRT requested more 40-millimeter CS gas rounds and asked for more. They were delivered pyrotechnic rounds instead. Hmm, wonder why. After more than six hours, no Davidians had left the building, sheltering instead in an underground concrete bunker using gas masks. At around noon, three fires broke out almost simultaneously in different parts of the building, and they spread quickly. Footage of the blaze 
was broadcast live by TV crews. The government maintains that the fires were deliberately started by the branch. Okay? Oh, yeah. Okay, some division survivors maintain that the fires were deliberately started by the HRT. Now, again, pyrotechnic rounds, flammable tear gas. The tear gas is not allowed to be used because it's flammable. There was only nine people left in the building during the fire. The remaining branch members, including children, get buried alive by rubble or suffocated or shot. Many were killed by smoke or carbon monoxide inhalation or other causes as fire engulfed the building. And when I say nine people left in the building during the fire, I mean nine people alive, living. Yeah. According to the FBI, Steve Schneider, who was Koresh's top aide, uh, killed David Koresh and then killed himself. And that, that's because of how they found him. And that I believe for sure. Yeah. David Koresh was already mortally wounded. They had a pact. Before it's all said and done, 76 people died. 76. Yeah. Dead. A large concentration of body weapons and ammo was found in the bunker storage room. In other words, these people hid from you in a bunker. You blocked the exits. You pumped tear gas into a room full of women and children. And then you lit the house on fire. Sure. No escape. Was that an accident? Do you think they accidentally got overzealous? Or do you think that the corrupt, ego-driven federal police had had enough? Hey, there's fucking- and said, fuck it. They all die. Yeah. And killed them all. I'm an Occam's Razor guy. And that seems the most likely. Yeah. Ego. It's war now. You want to fuck with us? You don't fuck with us. We're the federal government. You can't fuck with us. Even though you have a constitutionally given right to fuck with us. No. And you did it for too long. We haven't been able to go home. It's over now. If everyone in there dies, fuck you. Sure. Yep. That's, I mean. Who cares if it's babies? And it was. Yeah, that's what's fucked up. That's what. I don't get any of it. Oh, they killed him. They yeah. murdered him. Even if it was an accident, they went in so recklessly, so hard-dicked, they killed him. They, they murdered him. That's they, murder. They, it's murder. Retirement. And did anyone answer for it? Uh, Let's find out. retirement and pension plans, I'm sure. Let's find out. <laughs> God damn it. A Texas Rangers arson investigator report assumes that many of the occupants were either denied escape from within or refused to leave until escape was no longer an option. It also mentions that structural debris from the breaching operation on the west end of the building could have blocked a possible escape route through the tunnel system. An independent investigation by two experts from the University of Maryland's Department of Fire Protection Engineering concluded that the compound residents had time to escape if they had so desired. Autopsies of the dead revealed 
that some women and children found beneath the fallen concrete wall of the storage room died of skull injuries. Autopsy photographs of other children locked in what appears to be spasmic death poses are consistent with cyanide poisoning, one of the results produced by CS gas. Oh, the FBI wasn't fighting back, right? Cyanide poisoning. Children. The U.S. Department of Justice indicated that only one body had traces of benzene, one of the components of CS gas, but the gas insertions had finished nearly one hour before the fire started and that it was enough time for the solvents to dissipate from the bodies of the branch members that had inhaled the gas. Autopsy records also indicate that at least 20 branch members were shot, including Koresh, as well as five children under the age of 14 shot. Three-year-old Dalen Gent was stabbed in the chest. The medical examiner who performed the autopsies believes these deaths were mercy killings by the branch Trapped inside the fire with no escape. Very true. Disgusting, terrible, despicable event that should have never happened. That was driven purely on ego by a corrupt government that's been doing it for as long as I can remember and for as long as you can remember and is not going to stop. It's not going to quit. No. And I think that whenever we talk about things like this, and like we're pretty knowledgeable about some things, you know, but it's... We get looked at because it's like, you know, we we have a high school education. We have jobs that don't pay us shit. And we're not professors. And even if we were, nobody would still listen to you. But it's like the Geneva Convention Act that we're talking about, you cannot use tear gas on people unless they're terrorists. Yeah. And the government has a way of portraying people that way so they have an excuse to use shit like that on people. They're doing it now. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to try to go through a chronological events. The battery's about to die in this, and, I, you know, our guy's Brian is out. I don't know exactly how well this is going to get edited together, so should it die, you got most of what you needed to, to understand this. We'll go through a chronology of the events just to know, just to, I mean, because I think it completely illustrates how out of line the government was. Now, there was an expert retained by the U.S. Office of Special Counsel that concluded many of the gunshot wounds were they support self-destruction either by suicide, consensual execution, or less likely forced execution. So, you know, they think a lot of mercy killings went on with all the children shot. That's also an easy way to cover ass. Yeah. Because I 100% believe that they didn't know what they were firing into in the first place on the first day of gunfire. Anyway, let's go through it. These are the chronological events of April 19th. Agents call the Branch Davidian compound to warn that they are going to begin tank activity and they advise the residents to take cover. Agents say the Branch Davidian who answered the phone did not reply, but instead threw the phone and line out of the front door. Hilarious. The FBI hostage rescue team deploys two armored CEVs into the building. CEV-1 goes to the left of the building, CEV-2 to the right. FBI surveillance tapes from devices planted in the wall of the building, think about that, record a man inside the compound saying, everyone, wake up, let's start to pray. Then, Pablo, have you poured it yet? Huh? Have you poured it yet? In the hallway. Things are poured, right? The CEV receives orders to spray two bottles of tear gas into the left corner of the building. Again, that's them 
trying to make the case that they are going to poison themselves. Armored vehicle with ram and delivery device to pump tear gas into the building with pressurized air rips into the front wall, just left at the front door, leaving a hole eight feet high, ten feet wide. Agents claim the holes allow the insertion of the gas as well as provided a means of escape. Agency shots from inside the compound directed at the CEVs. <clears throat> FBI surveillance tapes record. Don't pour it all out. We might need some later. Throw the tear gas back out. FBI negotiator Brian Sage is recorded saying, it's time for people to come out. Surveillance tapes record a man saying, what? And then no way. FBI surveillance tapes record Branch Division saying, they're going to kill us. Then they don't want to kill us. 6.31 a.m., the entire building is gassed. 6.47 a.m., the FBI hostage rescue team fires plastic Non-incendiary tear gas rounds through the window. 7.23, FBI surveillance tapes record a male, Branch Davidian, saying the fuel has to go all around to get it started. Then a second male says, well, there are two cans here if that's poured soon. Again, trying to say this is suicide. Setting themselves on fire, drinking poison. 7.30, CEV-1 is redeployed, breaching the building and inserting tear gas. Branch Davidian fire shots at CEV-1. 748 on FBI tapes of agents recorded during the siege and FBI hostage rescue team agent requests permission to fire military style tear gas shells to break through an underground concrete bunker. He receives permission and fires two shells. 758 CEV2 with a battering ram rips a hole in the second floor of the compound. Minutes later, another hole is punched into the rear of one of the buildings of the compound. The vehicles then withdraw. 808. Here comes the pyrotechnic military tear gas. The rounds are shot into the concrete construction pit, which is not the concrete bunker, away and downwind from the main quarters trying to penetrate the structure, but they bounce off. An agent reports that the CEV reports one of the shells bounced off the bunker and did not penetrate. However, if you thought that they were filling the place up with gasoline, why would you fire a pyrotechnic round in there? Because... Number one, I don't think they thought that. And number two... You're a fucking asshole. You're an asshole. You wanted to, co- to cause chaos and take lives to get your way. 8.24, the audio portion of HB, FBI videotapes end at the request of the pilot. 9 a.m. The branch divisions unfurl a banner which reads, We want our phones fixed. <clears throat> 9.13. CV-1 instead breaks through the front door to deliver more gas. 9.20, FBI records a meeting starting at 7.30 a.m. between several unidentified males. At 9.20, they say, um, they got two cans of Coleman fuel down there, huh? Empty. Um, all of it. Nothing left. 10 a.m. And this is snippets, you know. I, I don't understand... 10 a.m., a man is seen waving a white flag on the south. Because if they're trying to burn it down, why are they doing this, you know? They're waving a white flag on the southeast side of the compound. He is advised over loudspeakers that if he is surrendering, he should come out. He does not. At the same time, a man believed to be Schneider comes out from the remains of the front door to retrieve the phone in the phone line that he threw out earlier because it was hilarious. 11.30 a.m., the original CEV-2 has mechanical difficulties. They damage their own tread. Its replacement breaches through the backside of the compound. 
from 11.17 to 12.04 during that same time period up until noon. According to the government, a serious remarks such as, I want to fire, keep that fire going, and do you think I could light this soon, indicate the Branch Davidians started setting fire to the complex around 11.30. Surviving Branch Davidians testified that Coleman fuel had been poured and fire experts in Davenport's report agree without a question. Again, Danforth's report, FBI report, agree without a question that people inside the complex had started multiple accelerated fires. I just could not understand why. I don't understand the point of that. They're not trying to kill their kids. Yeah, well, it's because they didn't do it. <laughs> 11.43, exactly. But this is the FBI. So 11.43, <clears throat> another gas insertion takes place with the armored vehicle moving well into the building on the right side to reach their concrete interior room where the FBI hostage rescue team believe branch civilians are hiding to avoid the gas. 12.45, the wall on the right rear side of the building completely collapses. 12.03 p.m., an armored vehicle turret knocks away the first corner on the right side. 12.07 is when the first visible flames appear in two spots in the front of the building. First on the left of the front door and on the second floor, which is just a whiff of smoke and then a small flicker of flame. And then a short time later on the right side of the front of the building and then a third spot on the back side. An FBI hostage rescue team agent reported seeing a Branch Davidian member igniting a fire in the front door area. Okay. 1209, Ruth Riddle exits with a floppy disk in her jacket containing David Koresh's manuscript on the seven seals. And then a third fire is detected on the first floor. Flames spread quickly through the building, fanned by high winds. The building burns very quickly. 12-12, an emergency call is placed regarding the fire. Two Waco Fire Department trucks are dispatched. 12-22, Waco Fire Trucks arrive at the checkpoint where they are halted, not being allowed to pass until 12-37. Bellmead follows them shortly after. 12-25, there's a large explosion on the left side of the compound, one object hurtles into the air, bounces off on top of the bus, and lands on the grass. 12.30, part of the roof collapses. Around this time, there are several further explosions. Witnesses report the sound of gunfire attributed by the FBI HRT to live ammunition cooking off through the buildings because of the fire. 12.43, according to fire department logs, fire department trucks finally arrive at the compound. 12.55, the fire begins to burn out, and the compound is completely leveled. At 345, law enforcement source states David Koresh is, in fact, dead. Hmm. Crazy. Yeah. But. That's how it goes. David Koresh fucked all those hoes. Oh, well, he probably, he, you know, he's a pounder. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Well, he sucks. It's not so much that he's dead. It's that what they just killed all those innocent people to get to him. Yeah. Just because they didn't like him. Anyway, the new ATF di director, John Magno, criticized several aspects of the ATF raid. Magno made the Treasury Blue Book report on Waco, and that's now required reading for new agents. In 1995, Government Accountability Office report on use of force by federal law enforcement agents observed that on basis of the Treasury's report on the Waco operation and views of tactical operations, experts in ATF's own personnel 
ATF decided in October 1995 that dynamic entry would only be planned after all other options had been considered and began to adjust its training accordingly. Nothing remains of the buildings today other than concrete foundation components as the entire site was bulldozed two weeks after the end of the siege. Only a small chapel built years after the siege now stands on site. Crazy. All the officers involved, Scott Free, Janet Reno, Scott Free, Bill Clinton, Scott Free. Yeah. No accountability, there never will be. Same thing that's happening today will happen tomorrow. It'll happen 100 years from now if we don't make a change. And we won't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. I, I kind of, I'm there with you, but then also, we, I just I also didn't think six months ago we'd be doing this. Well, I think it's you know? important <laughs> to stay positive. I did, yeah. <laughs> and I see it coming more. Yeah, and I see the government tightening its grip. Protests give them an excuse to do it. Disease gives them an excuse to do it. Yep. I got no answers. I'm not an answer guy. It sucks. I'm outraged by the police in this country. The federal government in this country. And I'm not smart enough to do anything about it. Yeah. Just try to have a good time. <laughs> That's all you sure. can do. I picked a caustic wound, blast casualty, fucking real kick-ass death grind band. I've said it a hundred times. Yeah. Last couple, it's, it's fucking good shit. But. Yeah. Might even have a song spliced into this one. Who knows? We'll find out. We'll see you on the next episode. We love you. And, hey, listen. Try to be as lighthearted. We can't win on either side. So you know, I know you want the facts. We try to make hard to deal with facts a little more fun than most people would. And hopefully we're still doing that. These are tough times for everybody. And the only thing we know how to do is to soldier on and keep these broadcasts going. And if we convince a few people to not trust the government, or at least look into it, think for themselves a little bit. Sure. They just don't have your best interest at heart. They have corporations' best interest at heart. And somehow, some way, I think we got to take the power back. And I think until that mind, until that time, the best thing you can do is just keep your mind occupied with fun stuff or things that are positive in your life, things you can't control. Getting stronger, being great to your family, getting a better career. I mean, things you can control. Do those things. Yeah. Try to do things people can't take away from you. Try to plan for worse times. Sure. That's the only advice I can give, and none of that's controversial. Again, I'm not an answers guy. <laughs> I don't know. But hopefully someone out there is figuring it out because I don't want to live in a negative world. It's hard not to. But yeah. We love you guys, and we hope that we're at least providing some sort of bright spot. I know this is a gloomy one, but, man, what a shit climate right now. Uh, if you like what we're doing, you're definitely free to support us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash death metal detectives. Those funds, they don't go to us. They go to our producer, Brian Webb, coming back from a liver transplant. He's done a lot of great work for us, and he will continue to do so in the future. If you're bummed out, the technology's kind of lacking on our end. Well, that's why. So little patience, and I think most of you have it, and we love you for it. Uh, fuck with our sponsors because they fuck with us. Beerbong.com. DMD 20, 20% off. Great drinking gadgets. TheCumRags.com. DMD 20, 20% off. A rag specifically made to soak up your big wad. Yeah. Love you guys. See you in the next episode. Go back, watch our old YouTube videos. Like those. Subscribe to our YouTube. Find us on social media. All those things help. It's a dark time. Uh, 
let's all fucking try to have fun together again. Sure. See ya.